Chargers beat the Titans 17 to 14. Game winning drive by Justin Herbert. Game winning kick by Cameron Dicker. Dicker the kicker. And welcome back to another Chargers Powder Hour podcast episode. Episode number 58. Got my boy Miles Raruka here. I am Colin Appel. We are your co-host. Miles, how we how we feeling after that uh that exciting win yesterday? Um, let's just say my Cameron Dicker jersey is in the mail. Um I think it'd be funny. Uh number 15's always been my lucky number, and walking around at a college party with the last name Dicker on just seems like a great idea to me. So Cameron Dicker jersey is the next thing on my Christmas list. Um, two game-winning field goals this year for him. Really ugly win for us yesterday, but shit, man. A win's a win. We'll take it. How are you feeling, man? Dude, I am fucking phenomenal. Um, couldn't, like, Sunday could not have gone better. Um, I was in Chicago for the weekend uh, with my girlfriend, and we had a really nice weekend and ate a lot of food and had a great time. So on the way back yesterday in the car, had the game pulled up, and we were shouting, yelling, um, upset, but, you know, all in all, Chargers got the win, and we were stoked about that. And they got some help, too, because the Patriots lost, and so did so did the Jets. So now the Chargers sit the, solely the in the sixth seed for the and playoffs, the which – what and the Dolphins, yes. And the Dolphins, so – and the Dolphins. Um, we are sitting pretty right now. Yes, sitting so fucking pretty. Um, six seed, and I was just uh, listening to the Daniel Jeremiah interview with Rich Rich Eisen uh, a few minutes ago before we press re- pressed record, and you know he he had a good point. He brought up that you know when you look at how the schedules shake out for. You know, the Dolphins, Chargers, Jets, Patriots, kind of those four teams that are in that mix, um, you know, for, and, and the Ravens as well. Um, Chargers could very well be the fifth seed when this is all said and done, which is crazy considering just, what, two weeks ago we thought our playoff playoff lives were kind of teetering. So it just goes to show you, man, like, Justin Herbert is a fucking alien and he has kept this team afloat and the talent that this team has, uh, has always been great on paper. And and now it's starting to transcend into the games. Um, I mean, we're getting healthier, we're getting guys back and, and we're finally seeing the talent on the field. So just love, love to see it, man. Yeah. And you know, we have reinforcements still coming, I think, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen how great our defense has played the last, you know, two weeks. Uh, probably, honest, arguably, two of Brand Staley's best games as a head coach have come in the last two weeks, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, you know, Derwin James set to probably come back to practice this week. Joey Bosa's return should be right around the corner. Um you know, we're getting some reinforcements back. So I, I, I think that this team still has yet to play their best ball of the season. And if we're going to wait to play our best ball of the season, this is the time of the year to start to do it. So 
yeah. really excited, really excited for what's to come, really excited for what we've seen the last two weeks. Um, I just got a quick icebreaker real quick, just because I'm curious. You know, you watched the game on your car ride home. When was the last time that you missed a Chargers game? Like, you just didn't watch it at all? Uh, Probably dating back to, like, college at some point. Um, Just because I, it's only been recently the last handful of years that I've discovered, like, streaming sites. Yeah, and me too. And being able to actually watch the games that uh aren't in my region so um since then i I haven't missed a lot but i mean probably dating back to like a handful of years ago where they weren't playing the chiefs or broncos or they weren't in prime time so yeah that's i would have to say probably the same for me um, I mean, technically, I was at the Chiefs game. Um, how much of it I comprehended, though, is still up in the air. And this is just going to kind of be a running joke from now on on this podcast, which I enjoy. But, uh, yeah, shout out shout out, uh, Stream East for sure. That's definitely yes. very close for my Chargers viewing. I just – actually, that that's what I watched the game on yesterday uh, because did crack streams get shut down? I don't know. I honestly, crack streams was my go-to and then I discovered stream East and it was just so much better. So I haven't been on crack streams since like the start of this year. Um, but crack streams or sports surge were the two I used to go with, but definitely crack streams. And then there is one that like came out. Um, it's called meth streams, which (laughs) is just just funny. off Off brand crack streams. Yeah, but it's 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 just it's literally the same thing as crack streams. Um, but it's called meth streams. So I was using a a variety of both meth streams and, and crack streams, um, to uh to watch. But yesterday, I don't know. I log. I was trying to uh, not log in because I don't have an account with them. But just pull up the game, and I it was giving me a hard time. So, um, yeah, I I did recently find out about Stream East through a. a a buddy who watches a lot of uh, MLB and NBA games. So it was clutch. Shout out, shout out stream East. sponsor us, please. Um, we're big fans. Um, <laughs> Actually, but yeah, they get, probably don't the- want that. They're probably like, don't give us shout out. So we don't get too, too popular. Yeah, probably. But I think literally, especially as a college student, I don't know anybody that doesn't use stream East. So it's only a matter of time to like it shut yeah. down and I got to find something else, but something new, will, it'll, it'll just be a, continuous rabbit hole of streaming sites, but I'm here for it. Yeah, it's, if you know I'm some good streaming like, sites, drop them, drop them in our, uh, our Twitter DMS. My, my computer is going to have so many viruses by the end of this football season. It's, <laughs> it's going to be crazy, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's usually what I use. Um, that's what I used yesterday um, to watch that big dub yesterday. Um, really? I think, you know, should we get into it? Get into some. What do you want to talk about? Should we go offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball? Where should, where should we start out about the game yesterday? Uh, well, one like just how how did you? I mean, obviously from the like the obvious like feeling feeling good for the win. Like, how did you feel uh, just about how how the team performed overall like throughout the game? I think it's totally. It's definitely a story of two sides of the ball defensively was outstanding yesterday. Um, very similar to like we saw against Miami, uh, 
And the great thing about this game versus Miami is the versatility of those two offenses is so much different. You know, Miami runs the ball maybe like 10 times a game. The Titans run the ball like 30 times a game. Miami throws the ball a bunch. Titans don't throw the ball unless they need to. So I think especially these last two weeks has shown the versatility of what Brandon Staley can scheme up defensively. So, you know, yesterday they just had answers, especially when they needed it. Um, Derrick Henry, I, I was surprised that he finished with over 100 yards, to be quite honest with you. It just didn't feel like one of those games that – I figured he was probably around like 80 or so, but I guess I think he had 21 carries. So that's a physical back like that. If you give him 20 carries a game, he's going to get 100 yards no matter the defense. Uh, but, you know, they got – I want to say they got the stops when it mattered. Obviously, that last drive for the Titans uh, had a few breakdowns in coverage. They had the big completion to a Conquo, um on that little Texas route and then another one to Austin Hooper to get him into that first and goal. But then, right, right when the defense ended up giving some points and the offense hadn't been doing much the whole game, the offense stepped up. Justin Herbert did Justin Herbert things. Mike Williams did Mike Williams things. And Cameron Dicker did Cameron Dicker things. Um, It's crazy to me how quickly Cameron Dicker is becoming a fan favorite of this team. I think just, I don't know, the whole story about him on the way to the Carrie Underwood concert. um, Then he made his first start, kicked a game winner in his first start. And then now you just see him. He's only missed one field goal on the season, uh, has two game winners for us. And with the name Dicker the kicker, I mean, how can you not love the dude? So, um, yeah, really just kind of a story of two different sides of the ball. Offense got it done late when the defense didn't, but the defense got it done for three and a half quarters when the offense couldn't. So, Yeah, no, I definitely uh, – yeah, and, and I want to get into that in a second, you know, just the the two sides. But were you surprised that Vrabel didn't, didn't go for two? At the end there? A little bit, yeah. I think, you know, let's see. They scored with, what was it, 40-something seconds left on the clock or 30-something seconds like left? 48, I think. Like, yeah, 40-something. I think if if there was, like, maybe 20 seconds, 15 seconds, then I think for sure he's probably going for two because that seals the game. But, you know, when you're giving the ball back to Justin Herbert and company, going for two and taking a one-point a one lead, I don't think really does a ton for you in that kind of situation. But, I mean, yeah, it it was a little surprising just based on how their defense had been containing um, our offense for a majority of the game. But, you know, I I actually think that's funny that that's what that game came down to on that decision. Because earlier in the day, I was thinking about the Arizona game, and I was like, man, that would really suck to be on the other end of one of those games in which they elect to go for two and get it to win the game and that's yeah. that ended up being the case but they they took their points and we were able to get the ball back and do our thing so I, I was really nervous that he was but man give Brandon Staley credit for for clock management game management um obviously you know he's got this defense rolling at the right time which is really good to see but Man, I I think just being on the on the ball there and 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 burning those timeouts and just you know not because look you need at least if you're gonna have zero timeouts you need at least forty five seconds to get into field goal range. I mean, at least I mean bare minimum. Just I mean, yeah. So 
to to save that amount of time at the end there and counter that bad defensive drive or just call it a, a good offensive drive. It wasn't even a bad defensive drive necessarily, but to counter that and, and to give Justin Herbert and company one more chance to go down and, and win the game. Um, yeah, I think in past coaching regimes, we, we probably see that clock run down to like 15, 20 seconds. Um, and then, like you said, maybe we see a two point conversion um, and it just gets, you know, funkier from there. So yeah, man, uh, I'm really, really impressed with the second half Staley. Um, and look, I, a lot of our frustrations, not just uh, yours and mine, but just fans, this, this fan base in general, have really just come from the fact that like, hey, we haven't had our best guys out there for a majority of the season at, at different key positions. And now that we're starting to get some of these guys back, you know, we're, we're starting to kind of play to our, our potential, especially in a defense. Um, and I know we're still missing some guys, but what Staley's been able to do with that defense these last couple of weeks, um, especially against the offensive that, that they've been facing has been very impressive. And no so, Derwin, no Derwin James in those two games either. So yeah. And didn't have another Bryce Callahan, that. Sebastian, Joseph day, Joey Bosa for one game. Um, but dude, guys are stepping up. I mean, Nasir Adderley had a great play on a ball um, that resulted in, in, a, in a pick. Um, you know, guys like Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, Mike Davis, who we've talked a lot about the last couple of weeks, but even that probably isn't en- enough because he's playing the best football of his life at the moment. Um, so this defense is humming, dude. Braden Fahoko, holy shit. I feel like we can talk about that guy for 20 minutes and like that, that would be deserved. Um, That guy has just been a great nose tackle for this defense and a physical guy that can get after the run. Um, Did you watch uh, Baldinger's breakdown on him? Um, No, I haven't watched Baldinger's breakdown. I read Popper's article and I'm going to get on his hops with pop tonight. Um, But what uh, did he mention something about Fajoko in there? Yeah, it is like a two-minute bid on him, um, and just a couple different sequences from from the game yesterday of of how he uh, just did a great job messing yeah, up that speaking, interior line. Yeah, speaking of fan favorites, dude, Brandon Fihoko's been a fan favorite for so long. Just his personality is just very infectious whenever he gets on camera, but we've never really seen that translate onto the field. You know, like we've never really seen him play a ton of meaningful snaps until we've needed guys to step up. And he's been a perfect example of somebody who has stepped up and really filled a role that was definitely in need on this team and into your defensive line. So Falco is balling right now. One thing I do want to add, which, because I I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter today, like, you know, how do we feel about Staley now? Now that we've won a couple games in a row, and, you know, we seem to be getting guys back and, and kind of peaking at the right time. Um, I still feel pretty similar. Like, I'm still kind of the same. Like, good on us for, for winning these last couple of games. Um, you know, Staley's got this defense rolling. But everything you just said made me realize, like, why we've had our gripes with Staley 
in the first place. Like it took this many injuries for Braden Fajoko to see the field. And he's one of our best nose tackles on the entire fucking team. Yeah. I know. Like, it's it's, it's it's stuff like that that makes me kind of go back and, and realize like, okay, like I, I need to see more still out, out of Staley. I mean, it's great that he's got this, you know, some of these these backups and and uh, you know depth pieces playing their best ball, but at the same time, like, are you putting the best guys out there to begin with? That is a good, that's a great conversation to have. And I've never really thought about it that way. And I think that you could even go, you can go back from Brandon Staley. Like, I think that there's just something about this team not really evaluating some very important players on this team. I mean, you've seen so many instances of players that we've gotten rid of. Oh, Aaron Rodgers throwing a Hail Mary real quick. Um, but, you know, Rayshon Jenkins comes to mind. You saw what he did yesterday for the Jaguars, 18 tackles, two yeah. picks. Desmond King comes to mind. Um, Kaiser White comes to mind. It's Adrian it Phillips. Like Adrian Phillips comes to mind. It just seems like it. It feels like we really have a big emphasis on keeping our like star players on this team, which is a good thing to have. But a lot of those people that fill in those other roles that are very crucial, especially towards a guy's scheme like Brandon Staley, it just seems like that they just don't evaluate their talent nearly as highly as some people, and it it well, needs to be. It needs to I be think, done. yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you're definitely, you know, on, on something there too. Another part of that though, is like realizing like there, some, some of the coaches, like these coaches downfalls is the fact that like they, they play favorites, you know, they play their guys. Um, you know, all, all players want is a coach that's going to play the best guy um, regardless of, however your relationship is with, with other players. And I think, I mean, that's, that's not something that I think is, is a foreign concept to a lot of people. Like, look, most of us grew up playing organized sports, right? We've, we've, we've all kind of seen these different um, scenarios with, with coaches and, and, you know, why am I not starting or why am I not getting more playing time? You know, I'm, I'm beating this guy in practice and and I have better reps than him, whatever. Um, So it just it makes me like it makes me reevaluate um him in that light of are we playing our best personnel packages and look i'm not i'm not saying that when guys like austin johnson and you know uh otito agbania yep you got it i always struggle with that last name like when those guys come back like you know work them into the fold they're they're huge pieces for this team but you can't just have Braden Fajoko be inactive or on the fucking practice. He was on the fucking practice squad. Like that's insane to me. Dude. And it's not even Fajoko. Like we even saw a flash from Joe Gaziano yesterday, his first career yeah. sack. Um, but now it looks like uh, Gaziano is going to be out a couple weeks. So well, and, and he's probably a little is- bit behind where Fajoko, like, I don't know. I don't know if he's, like Fajoko to me has just been playing so well. Like, yeah, Gaziano's he he's shown flashes. Um, and yes, and he even, sh- he even showed flashes last year at times when guys went down. So, um, but no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just it, it makes me like I, I I feel good on Staley now. I I really do. I think like he's he's put some of his best ball out there these last couple of weeks. 
Um, now we'll get into the offense here in a second because <sighs> that's a completely, completely different story. But as far as the defensive side of this ball, I mean, um, I mean, go ahead. Feel free to if you want to if you have anything that you wanted to talk about specifically defensively. Um, I'm I'll go just more on Staley. I'm really happy that you brought up the clock management from yesterday. I saw a bunch of people griping on on Twitter about when he was using those timeouts like, oh, well, this is our clock manager today. And it was a picture of Anthony Lynn. I'm like, you guys just don't you don't understand what we're doing here. You know, if if we don't take those timeouts, Vrabel's going for two. And do I think that we can stop Derrick Henry on a two yard run? Um with our defense right now. Well, I mean, our defense played really good, but like Derrick Henry's obviously the, probably the most physical meanest back in the league, you know, giving him an opportunity from the two yard line is not, not a position that I would want to be in for the game. So yeah, his, his just, his, his thinking yesterday of wanting to give us the ball back, regardless of if they go for two or not, but giving our offense enough time to win that game in regulation I just I think that really shows just how confident uh, he is in this offense moving the ball, but yeah we gotta we gotta have a talk maybe not necessarily about Staley on offense but definitely Lombardi on offense we're gonna sound well, like a broken record. Let's get into here. it like let's yeah let's just dig into it here um, while while it's fresh and while we're all right well Joe Lombardi sucks at his job um, we've known that for a few weeks now. Uh, he's definitely had some games that were worse than others, but I think yesterday was one of his, definitely one of his worst ones of the season. Um, but every week, dude, there's just, there's just a drive or two where it feels like we have a lot of momentum and the offense just goes stagnant. And, you know, we gotta, we gotta figure out ways to come out with points when we have some momentum on our side, when our defense is playing their asses off, getting us opportunities uh, to get the ball back in our offense's hands. We got to figure out a way to get points off of that. And Lombardi, we we've preached it a million times. Lombardi's not the guy that's going to develop Justin Herbert. We know that now we've known that for weeks now, you know, we need, we need somebody, we need a different OC that's going to come in and realize the value of what we have at quarterback and the value of our weapons and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Hopefully we get another speedster in the draft. Um, and we need somebody that's going to come in and, you know, change the culture of this offense. Cause right now we, we both know all of our fan base knows it's not, it's not working right now. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, and I, I think this is a good indicator of, how Joe Lombardi has been holding back this offense. Justin Herbert has 21 touchdowns right now. Um, did not have a touchdown pass yesterday, which that's the second time that's happened this year. The other time it happened was in the Monday night win over Denver, which I believe was like week six. Um, but in the last, let's see here. In the last five games, he has seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's... Three of those came in one game. So, you know, if you do it even over a a larger sample size, like going back to the Atlanta game, um, which was, let's see, that's been one, two, three, four, seven games. um, He has nine over the last seven games yeah yeah like that's a little over one a game right i'm not 
the greatest mathematician, so I'm not going to do the, the quick math there, but it's it's one and some change, right? And for a guy that has a, a literal like rocket launcher for an arm and just who is an alien at, at being able to fit the ball in tight spaces, that's that's ridiculous. Like you you have to scheme up a better offensive game plan for him to have more opportunities of throwing the ball down the field into the end zone um, and and be an aggressive offense, like push this ball down the field and, and, and keep defenses on their heels. And look, it's great that, you know, Austin Eckler is a touchdown machine uh, and he can run it in carrying the pile for five yards. Like that's great. We've seen a lot of that this year, but we need to start seeing some more, more fucking touchdowns man um from passing touchdowns from herbert um and it's nothing against herbert look guys still got four thousand yards with three freaking games to go god damn it espn you pissed me off can you hear that no i didn't hear that one i've heard it before in the past though okay uh, <laughs> these no, little ads good. start talking um to be fair, though, you know, Austin Eckler does have quite a few touchdowns on the year, not just receiving, running as well. So that's obviously going to take away from his numbers when you have a back like that. Well, I uh, think, again, like I think it's because, and look, yeah, if you have a guy like Austin Eckler, you want to utilize him, but it's the way this offense is just designed to in, in general. Um, it, it's not very, you know, down the field attack. I mean – Look, the other thing is the only argument I think, not even argument, just the only, I guess, I don't even know what to call it. The only thing you can be, I don't even know how to fucking, I can't talk right now. I was about to say, um, I don't know what you're trying to get at. The only here, excuse, but. the excuse, there it is, that you could have with Lombardi is that maybe this offensive line hasn't been that good over the last few weeks. So, so Justin doesn't have time to look down the field and take those deep shots. But other than that, like I'm not, I'm just not impressed with what I see on a on a drive to drive basis on on play calling, on game planning. It just sucks. Like that game yesterday was so painful to watch on offense. Here's one thing that I want to say about our offense. I want to get your opinion on this. It's almost like when our offense is clicking, it's not because of Joe Lombardi. I think just Justin Herbert is just that generational of a talent that he can overcome poor play calling. How do you feel? How would you feel about that kind of argument? Yeah, dude, because look, when he gets out of the pocket and it's not even, I wouldn't even call it like uh, improving. Like, like what Mahomes does. It's just when he has some extra time rolling out, um, it lets guys get open. He, he just has so much more success. So I'm just shocked on, on, a, on a regular basis how often we do not have, like, uh, uh, rollouts or, or bootlegs we saw what you know, we incorporated did into this offense. Because it, it, it play action, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's the most frustrating. Like, especially when they're down in, in the, the red zone. When it's goal to go, I'm like fucking play action, please. Want like, but no, we we fucking we run it up the middle, 
and then we'll try a fucking wide receiver screen, and then we'll either throw a fade or play gets blown up because the fucking offensive line, you know, it's just like or there's a penalty, um, and it just kills drives and in the red zone. I think, look, they've they've lost a couple games this year easily because they they haven't been able. I mean, they're only they're kicking field goals. They're kicking field goals or they're going for it on fourth and they're not getting it. <laughs> That's been the fucking yeah. offense in the red zone. And yesterday was kind of a whole different story. You know, we were a hundred percent in the red zone on touchdowns yesterday, but you also have to notice those two drives that we scored on. It was a complete balance of running versus passing. You know, we, we've been griping all year about, we got to get the run game going. You know, we got to be a two dimensional offense. Both those touchdown drives were drives in which we ran the ball very effectively. And then it felt like after the first one, because correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we scored on the our first drive of the game. I know Titans got the yeah. ball first, but when we yeah. first got the ball, we went, we ran the ball very effectively, and then it's like we just went away from it until the yeah. fourth quarter, pretty much. Yeah, and it's yeah, and then it's I don't I don't get that aspect, and then you know against Miami, like you were mentioning with the design rollouts. We saw how effective those plays were. We had that bomb to Mike Williams against Miami. We had the other we had the touchdown to Mike Williams against Miami. And then we called maybe what, like four total rollouts yesterday? And then we're doing other stupid shit that we've seen not work all year, like the fucking lateral to um DeAndre Carter. Yeah. That loses seven yards on first down. We we've tried all this cute shit. Get away from it. Yeah, it doesn't, we don't we don't have the athletes to carry out those types, like the the skill sets that it takes to carry out those types of plays, you know, we don't have a, a, a four, three guy on the roster that you can just fucking, you know, flip to and he'll, he'll take it 15, 16 yards before he even is even touched. Um, but no, yeah. Like to go back to what you were saying about them just completely abandoning the run. They, they talked about that on the broadcast. Like they were like, well, it's funny. Cause these, it's not like these running backs are like, they're both averaging about four yards a carry. So they're running the ball well. They're just not running it a lot. And it, it makes no sense. I mean, one, we're not balanced. I think Justin threw for like, he had like over 50 attempts, 51, I believe, against Miami. That is insane. 51 attempts. I think, matter of fact, I think he leads the league in attempts this season. I could be wrong about that. Wouldn't surprise me. But I could just be pulling that out of my ass. I got to check now real quick. But anyways, I'm looking like the point is we're way too predictable. Tom Brady has 623. Justin Herbert has 603. So, so only Tom is, is more. Yeah. Um, we're way too predictable, man. Like defenses. No, look, they're going to, they pass it to their, their, their backs the most out of any team in the league. You know, they, they love these dink and dunk plays. Um, throwing it to the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. And they know it's going to be a pass. So when it's first and 10, you know, um, if they stop, a, if they stuff a run, and they, first and 10 becomes second and 10. Like, I don't know, man. It's just so predictable. Like, and then we put ourselves in these third and long plays. And then it, that, that's what it takes to open up our playbook is being put in third and long. Then you yeah. see the fucking plays that you're like, where was that on fucking first and second down? 
It's like this offense doesn't really buckle down until we need it in crunch time the most. And it's like, it's one Dude, of, yeah, like, we very easily could have won that game by three scores yesterday. And you could say the same for the Miami game maybe as well, but there's just too many oh, drives sure. that just go stagnant. And when you're in the NFL and you're competing against these teams, you know, you're competing against high-level offenses, um, which I guess – We've seen Miami. Miami didn't have a great offensive game because of our defense. But, like, if we get into the playoffs and we run into, you know, like the Bengals or the Chiefs, a team that can score 40 on us, we can't mm-hmm. afford to have these drives that end in three plays, you know? Can I can I say something that's kind of morbid? Let's hear it. The Chargers aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're just not. Like, Log look, off. They're making the playoffs, and and that's awesome. And look, I think they make a run in the playoffs. Um, look, either way, whether it ends in the Super Bowl or in the wild card round, um, this offense is just not built to last, and it's not built to to go the distance. And like that's, look, you, you can have all the talent, you can have. Patrick fucking Mahomes as your quarterback, and which having Justin Herbert is not that far off from having that. I mean, you have an elite quarterback operating with with good weapons, really good weapons, and it's not. It still isn't enough to overcome the fact that the guy that's running the the show on offense just doesn't seem to fucking. He can't seem to fucking figure out how to to run at a high level consistent consistently. And that and that, that is a, that, that's, that's going to come back and, and beat you. Look, look, just look at the look at the Chiefs games, both Chief games this year. Those might have well been playoff games, with just with the intensity that that comes with those with that matchup, um, and the stakes just in the division itself. Like that's as close as a like the closest thing you can get to replicating a, a playoff game is I, I I think on our schedule every year. I mean, I agree that, with that as well. And, it's and every look at the year. outcome of like those games and, and how certain stretches of, of those games, you're like, dude, we can easily fucking beat this team. If we have someone that like can, can figure, figure it out consistently, like put together solid game plans. Um, don't like just, I don't know. I don't want to ramble, but what were you going to say? No, I, the one thing I would say about those games against Kansas City um, is that I think our defense is playing at a way more elite level right now than they were against the Chiefs. Like I would, I might take my odds right now of when we went up on the Chiefs, uh, we went up three on the Chiefs, or we went up four on the Chiefs in that last game, and then our defense ended up giving up that big drive to Patrick Mahomes. I would much rather take our defense now than then. Um, definitely in a scenario like that, but really, no, I, I, I think, know. I think Sorry, the, look, if we get Bosa back, then I, I think the only reason I would slightly disagree with what, with that, what you just said is because I still don't think as well as this team is playing, I still, still don't think they're rushing the quarterback that well. Is that crazy to say? I mean, after the second half yesterday, we saw what our, rushing capabilities could be so yes they did they did get hot yesterday later in the game but like 
I w- it was just something that I was kind of keeping an eye on for a couple of drives in the first half. Um, and it just seemed like, look, if we got the Titans off the field, it was because we kind of sold out on the run on first and second down. And then we talked about this. You know, the Titans are a team that they have a unique problem, which is their whole offense is Derrick Henry. So when they get put in, in third and longs, um, you know, it just it it's not a game that they want to play. It doesn't doesn't bode well for them. Um, and so I feel like that was a big like that helped a lot in the first half. Um, and then look, they they did they did play the run well, and they they ended up rushing the, the passer a little bit. But um, Ryan Tannehill is not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like you need an elite pass rush to take down a guy like like Pat Mahomes. Um, and look, we've seen it. We we're, we're way too familiar with it. You know, he scampers out of the pocket, 10, 15 yards. You think the play is done. Oh, wait, throws it back across the field, first down. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point to make. I, I just think I really like – I think this defense can win games right now. I mean, we've seen the last two weeks our offense didn't win those games. It was our defense. And if you would have told me that I would be sitting here in week – 14 saying that our offense is kind of garbage right now i would have thought that you were absolutely lying but i know like i mean you're not wrong like defense overall is playing very well and again that's not that's not the part of the equation why i think this team ultimately won't win it and i look i say this in the most loving lovingly way which i i pray to god that i'm wrong i, I will I, I will do whatever you want me to do on this podcast for a year if I'm wrong about that, just, just so you can say, I told you so everyone else can say that. Like I will gladly be, be told I'm wrong. Like if the chargers win, first on Monday, December 19th, Colin predicts the chargers will not win <laughs> the Super Bowl this year. I just currently, man, like with, with Lombardi running this offense, um, I don't see, and like, I, I think they can win win some games in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they make the playoffs and just get shit on. Um, no, I think this, they can think they can play with anyone. They've proven that even with Lombardi and injuries this year. I mean, just again, look at both chief games. So either way you choose to look at it, um, positive or negatively, it just, can they do it four more weeks in a row into the postseason against the best of the best. Like, is, is yeah. that offense? Is that offense going to show up for four quarter? A, a team that hasn't scored a third quarter touchdown since week five. Is that team going to show up consistently for four quarters? Four games. Hey, this has been the weirdest season of NFL football I have ever seen. So I think it's possible. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say, yeah, we're for sure gonna win the Super Bowl this year. But this is a team that's getting hot at the right time, and we're gonna have some people returning over the next few weeks. What if we get? Let's say we get into the playoffs. You know, we get Rashawn Slater back. We have Joey Bosa back. You know, we're pretty much fully healthy. I, I think. I think that we that kind of roster can compete with anybody else in the league. I understand the issue with the play calls. I understand the problems in the third quarter, which by the way, Colin and I both went 0 and 2 on our predictions this week as I predicted 
a third quarter touchdown and Colin predicted a 35 point game from this offense. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's crazy. NFL's crazy. Weirder things have happened. Uh, this team definitely could just really get in and get on a hot streak. I mean, we saw what happened with the Bengals last year. Why couldn't that be us? We have a young stud quarterback. We have a lot of weapons, both on the offense and defense. I, I just, I think it's possible. I'm not saying, I think oh, it's always part- hey, like, no, like, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. You know, you get into the, the tournament and anything can happen. I mean, that's as a fan, like uh, that's the way you just got to look at it. But um, no, and that, that, that's just the, the pessimist pessimist to me coming out. Um, But I don't know, man, like, look again, I hope they prove me. And that, that very well could be the missing ingredient, right? Like, look, they haven't been, they, ha- they haven't been healthy like the Eagles and, and and Chiefs and some of these other really good teams across the league have been for the majority of the season. Um, they haven't had weapons. They haven't had, you know, key pieces on their offensive and defensive lines. So, yeah, that that definitely is, is going to help and also is a reason why I think this team does go on a run. Like, it, it, it regardless of them winning the Super Bowl or not, like, I think it's going to be a very fun playoffs for for this team and this fan base like i see multiple wins um which is awesome like just when like getting a playoff win is such a great feeling right um so yeah i i just when i look at it i don't know man i guess we'll see there's a lot of questions i it's a tough question right now, just because there's a lot, there's like, a lot of unknowns. On even even you are kind of hyping me up right now and getting me to like just like believe in this team. But then like I, then I immediately go back to like okay, just go watch the offensive film from yesterday, and then it like it, it's a great like it's a great just like back to to level like reset. Like oh, you think you're excited about this team? Go watch some of this film and just like bring it back to earth real quick. Well, you're super excited. We'll watch this. Loses their th- next three games and misses the <laughs> right. And but. no, look, this season has definitely been just roller coaster of a ride. Like every week is a fucking just wild turn. Um, games that have gotten down to the wire. It seems like pretty much every every week. Comes down That's to the wire. Chargers football for you, man. Literally ninety percent, ninety five percent of the games that I've watched as a fan have come down yeah. to the wire. I swear to God. And injuries, key injuries. You know that's always a good recipe for a Chargers season, classic Chargers season. And we've had those, um, but yeah, man, we've like we've gone from we've we've recorded episodes where we're like, yep, this team's not making the playoffs to. Fuck! I think this team can win the super, like Super Bowl. Like it's, it's, it's been crazy. So you're right. Anything can happen. It has been crazy, and with that, I think we should get in. So what's what's it looking like? Rest of the stretch. Obviously, we got Colts Monday night next. Opportunity to clinch the playoffs next week. Um, I believe if we win, if the Dolphins lose, the Patriots lose, and the Jets lose, no, the Raiders instead of the Patriots. And we're in, or do you have that? Do you have that up for you? Yeah, so they can clinch the playoffs this week with a win 
over the Colts, a Jets, a Patriots, and a Raiders loss. So we need three L's, which, okay, now you go to uh, scheduled games. Jets play the Jaguars on Thursday night. Jaguars are hot right now, ladies and gentlemen. They are. Uh, Trevor Lawrence playing the best ball easily of his career so far and just Patriots. looking looking like the Trevor Lawrence that they drafted. So, yes. um, Patriots have the Bengals, I believe. Yes, Patriots have the Bengals. So that's looking good. And then the Raiders have the Steelers. Yeah. So, you know, we've seen the Raiders Raider before, though. They got pretty lucky That's with true. that one yesterday. They, they've they Raidered in both ways, really. Like, they've won in crazy fucking, like, situations where they shouldn't have won. And they've also blown 20-point leads. So, just don't know what what team you're getting, really. But um, that'll be a fun game just because of the fact that it's the uh, – it's the wait. Wasn't the immaculate reception against the Raiders? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, That's so it's like that, that historic uh, matchup, which is cool. But um, obviously, rooting for the Steelers. That way, the Chargers um, can clinch and just because fuck the Raiders. Yes, always fuck the Raiders. Um, kind of appreciate you guys for your efforts yesterday, though. But other than that, fuck the Raiders. But so. look, just going forward, I, we're we're rooting constantly from here on out. I mean, anyone that plays the Ravens, you know, we we want them to to keep losing. Um, obviously, the Jets, Patriots, um, Dolphins, even. I mean, Dolphins doesn't really matter because we have the tiebreaker, but it would be nice to see them lose uh, at least once or or twice more. And because fuck the Dolphins. What? And because fuck the Dolphins. I hate the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fuck the Dolphins. Um, but, dude, like like I said, there's a very realistic chance that they're sitting in the five seed. Now, they obviously have to win out if they want a chance at the five seed. Um, but there's a good chance of that happening. I think their toughest test left. I really do think is going to be this Monday, next Monday. Okay. Against Colts. Dream scenario for me right now is let's, let's beat the Colts in prime time. Let's beat the Rams on prime time and clinch something up and sit everyone versus the Broncos. That's kind of my dream scenario right now. I last, well, last thing, thing I want like, to do. You might not like, I don't, I don't think like they're not in a position to to sit they have like because no matter what even if they like they have to win out to be the five seed so if like you'd rather play you'd rather go to jacksonville or tennessee than to go to kansas city or cincinnati yeah i i understand but i i think that there's a scenario in which you know we have maybe the six seed locked up and let's say the Ravens keep winning and they ha- they get the five seed locked up. Bengals are sitting there as the division champs. Uh, I think that there is a position in which we would have to sit people week 18. But overall, just my biggest my biggest thing is just make sure week 18 doesn't come down to a must win to get in type of game. Because we saw how that happened last year. And Would we have the tiebreaker over Baltimore? 
It goes. It would go based off of conference record. So, what is the Ravens' conference record versus ours? Here, I'll just go through their schedule real quick. You go through the Chargers' schedule, but um, if they have the tiebreaker over the Ravens, then that 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 makes a big difference. But Ravens, let's see here, one one. Because it usually goes well, it would go head to head first, but we haven't played the Ravens. They're six and four in the AFC. What are we I'm trying to find it? Oh, fuck! Here we go. But I think Lamar is supposed to come back maybe this week or, or uh, next week. Lamar coming back, yeah, that kind of blows, but. Um. Yeah, but I think either way, Ravens at nine and five. We're eight and six right now. Um, Wait, what's? Did you figure out our our conference record? No, I thought it would be on here. Oh, but, I just went and counted. Oh well, I guess I could have done that. But I'm gonna go ahead and look at the Ravens' schedule instead. Ravens' schedule going forward is they have the Falcons this upcoming week. The Steelers after that, and then the Bengals to end the year. Um, obviously, I think Bengals are the better team there, but you know you got to worry about last week resting starters, things along those lines. So definitely going to be a team to keep an eye on. Let's just root for them to lose as much as possible, and yeah, I think we'll be okay. So we we're both six and four. And the AFC. <laughs> so then I don't so, know what the tiebreaker would be. I don't know what the next one would be, the next tiebreaker. But look, we have two more two more games left in in the conference. And I believe the Ravens. God damn, I've done so much fucking back and forth on this page. I was about to say. Well, they play the Falcons this Falcons week, so Bengals. Uh, they also have two. They have Steelers and Bengals left. So all we really need is, I mean, look, if we want that five seed, we just got to win out and then one more Ravens loss, which they play the Falcons, Steelers, and Bengals. But they play the Bengals week 18. So if they have the division locked by then, they may not be playing their starter. So, yeah, it, it's tricky, man. Like, I would say either way, if they're in that six seed, um, you're going to to Baltimore or to to Cincy, which I think is probably the more realistic outcome than going to Jacksonville or Tennessee. If I'm if I'm just being honest, like I think I think we'd, and at this point it's looking like Cincinnati. But fuck it, man. Hey, as Melvin Ingram once said, any squad, any place, and we're there. So. Yeah, I would love a good uh, Herbert Burrow Bowl. That would be fun. That would be a good storyline. You know, the the media would eat that shit up. For sure. So let's just worry about right now. I'm just worried about getting in. Don't care what seed we are. Um, Let's just get in. So. Yeah, let's clinch and then worry about seeding. But, um, yeah, as it stands right now, sit in the sixth seed and rooting for those teams we talked about to lose. Yes, sir. So that's all I got. You got anything else you want to add real quick? Um, 
I don't think so. Talked about the offense, talked about the defense. Um, obviously, Dicker the kicker. Uh, I, I'm good. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Powder Hour Pod LA, for all the latest news and updates about the pod. Bolt up.